Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. Howdy doody, ladies and gents. There's something I have to get out there right away. There's not much on your head to get off right now. No, there isn't, but you're wearing headphones tonight. Well, let's just get this out of the way right now. The good folks over at Studio, you know, we we partnered with them before. I was talking to them. I told them my plight. You had picked the trays before, which is the in-ear ones that you went running with. You liked them, right? I do. And I, I said, Zeke can't wear headphones. He never wears headphones while we're recording. And they said, okay, we'll fix that. We'll send you another couple of pairs of the Regent. I said, great. Now I have backup studio headphones that I can also unplug and use Bluetooth while I'm listening to music. But I mean, this is, we just got them today. They just were in the mail today. You're wearing them for the first time tonight. What do you think? It's, uh, it's strange hearing yourself while you talk, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. It admittedly, uh, I brought it up to John after hearing some sound quality issues. Like, well, you might have a point. And short story of a long story on that one. This has gone back and forth for some time. It's more or less like the uh, you know cons- consistent quarrel you have with your significant other. That habit or habits they have of every time you sit, you just sigh, uh, and you can't really say anything about it because it just happens every day or every week, and you, you get used to it. But the, the, this has been a fun one for us. Well, it's been one of those things that I know I'm right. But I, I can't always tell Zeke that. And <laughs> I need him to to come over to me and realize that I'm right, which he finally did after listening to a couple of podcasts. He goes, my voice was a little faint. I said, yeah, man, I did everything I could in editing. But thank you to the good folks over at Studio. Go to www.studio.com. These regents, the cool thing about them, it's 24 hours of active life. 20 days of standby battery time. The tray, which is what Zeke had before, it's nine hours of active use. It is 10 days of standby battery. The cool thing about these Regents is, like I said, you can use them with a cord right into your phone or device, whatever you're listening to. And then you can also unplug it and go ahead and listen to it via Bluetooth as well. So go ahead and go to studio.com. Use promo code BOURBON. For 15% off your order, these things go for about $99, so 15% off of that. I mean, you're looking at a good pair of headphones for $85, so go ahead and check them out. Now that I have finally told Zeke things that I'm right about and he agreed, I, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you. Oh, do tell. Or I don't have a bone to pick with you. And, and this is kind of nice. And I'm not saying there's anything that's wrong with it because we love having guests here. But, I mean, I feel like this is the first time in a while that we've got to sit down alone. So <laughs> this might be some airing of some grievances. But not only over the past weekend did you drink Pappy 15 without me. The second thing is that Yeah, the listeners are not too happy with the way that you are taking this epic fail in your Buffalo Trace plot. (laughs) Now, I will defend you. You did pick ETL the best out of that four. It's not like you said ETL is your favorite bourbon now. It's just that on that particular night with those four particular bottles, you liked ETL the best. 
But the concern is that you did not own your failure. You did <laughs> not own your swing and a miss. And the fact that you were trying to say that I might have had a hand in swapping orders, can you just come clean and tell the folks that not only one, you have a dry sense of humor, but number two, you did come back the next day after work and checked and all four of them tasted the same. Hey, dry sense of humor, wet palate. It's a tough balance. There's always a yin and a yang. Um, <laughs> that being said, I, I do agree perspective is, is key there and relative to what was being tasted. And yes, I, I honestly had my, my, I wouldn't say suspicions. I just thought, you know, things happen. You give people the benefit of a doubt. I'm going to swing back by and, you know, just quality control check each one of those bottles to make sure something didn't get confused or mixed up, etc. cetera. Uh, and then no, each of the four, because my notes are still here and whatnot, um, they all hit on point. I just, uh, you know, shook my head and scratched my back in or vice versa or both then <laughs> kicked the table once or twice and just well you missed that one Oziki boy I just have to say this is a relationship that's built on trust right <laughs> and the fact that you would think that I would ever do something like that I mean it goes against the moral fiber of what this show is about yeah but it made a good joke though it made a great joke I mean for, for those of you listening if you haven't realized it Zeke and I both have dad humor, and that dad humor is a very dry sense of humor. So, all joking aside, I was playing out for a second. I know he was kidding. I know he didn't think I really switched them. Uh, there was a percent. I mean, there was a percent. It was small. Like what? What percent? I, it was enough for me to come over here the next day and be like, "All right." So I'm are gonna you going to come these? over again when you have a dispute like this? No, I mean, I think that was, uh, and that was part of the laughability of it is anytime I've ever had it, I've never been impressed. And again, it's relatively speaking to what was in that blind. But again, uh, it, I was surprised. Uh, I'll, I'll give it that. But I mean, that <laughs> that kind of goes to, I mean, Zeke and I are here alone tonight. It's been a while since we've done that. We've had some great shows with our friend Will coming in on that Buffalo Trace episode. We did have Sean Josephs from Pinhook come in. That was an amazing interview. If you haven't heard that yet, I think he was incredibly candid. I really enjoyed that time with him, and I hope he comes back. I hope you guys get a chance to go listen to that, too. And then the one last week I think that was really cool was... Our friend Ryan coming in, or our new friend Ryan coming in, and all those uh, hawk shotters. If you haven't heard it, you, you need to, because John clearly still has not figured out the hawk easy, easy southern. I see you put too much of a force in hawk shotters. Right. You, you suddenly just let it roll out, or just say lock, stock, and barrel, and their other products in the line. It's Cooper Spirits. Oh. But... Who's going to know that? Jesus. Son. If Zeke and I haven't bought up all of the vatted rye in Nashville by that time. <laughs> Tell nobody, son. No. <laughs> if you haven't had a chance to yet, go find that vatted rye. I don't think there's a better value for 40 or 45 bucks. No, it, it was. Uh, I, I was pretty impressed by that, to say the least. And I've, I've shared it everywhere I've gone since then. And as we're kind of shooting the proverbial breeze here... It's important to mention, too, that we've had some 
friends that have sent us some amazing things lately. You know, we've we've had our friend Rick in Maine that sent us a bunch of Maine bourbon. We're going to do an episode around that at some point and have all different things that came up from Maine. We have our friend Kyle that just sent us. Kyle's a part of that, you know, Blake crew, Blake and Jake crew up in Michigan, and they just are incredibly generous and incredibly awesome people. And one of many things that Kyle sent us was a Tippins market, which I absolutely love Tippins. Tippins has great picks. They have even better for Rose's picks. I just had the She Said Yes that was incredible. If you ever get a chance to go up to Michigan, make sure you go to Tippins Market. I know it's a big state. Go find Tippins. We have an OWA pick here that Kyle sent us. I haven't had this yet. Have you been sipping on it yet? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I can't wait to have it. Kyle, I've been talking too much. The only thing that shuts me up is having a drink. So The, the, the best upside of John's more, more actively... Uh, speaking side here is it just allows me more time to enjoy what's on the table usually so I, I, I try to chime in more when I can but you know I'm not going to complain <laughs> Zeke's still getting used to the headphones the back of both of my ears is itching I don't know it's weird <laughs> it's they're comfy these are no, they're more good. padded I'm not I mean we're out of the spot portion of it and uh, we're just talking they're comfy we talked about all this stuff. We talked about the old shows. There's some really good ones back there. Tonight, we are going to be having Matthew McConaughey's Long Branch, the first foray into wild turkey that this Texan is doing. And we are going to put this up in a blind against Peg Lake Porker 12-year and Bourbon Hill. Zeke busted out a pre-fire out of Nelson Distilleries, which was one of the monikers of the Heaven Hill brands. And this was a 15-year-old charcoal filter that we figured we would put against the two mesquite filters just because they're all 100 proof or less. But It's a 101. Yeah, it's I, a 101. I like the moniker, though. You're stepping your, your word game up lately. I do what I can. I see what you got going there, bud. I actually have an extensive vocabulary. I just don't always choose to invoke it. <laughs> oh, and not to um, deviate, but... At some point during the course of this, we're going to throw out some hashtag that will be used in a future post. Uh, we really want to start sharing some of these blinds as we uh, are able to and getting some feedback from others and, and comparing notes. That's where the fun of it is. A sample of each of these three, again, we'll, we'll figure out something to use as a hashtag as we... For one person, the first person that reaches out to us. Yeah, That's nice. all the peg leg I have left. I was going to say, John really likes his peg leg. The first person that reaches out to us. All right, yeah. So, we'll find an obscure hashtag. Actually, well, you'll do first or not. I like fairness. We'll randomize it. Yeah. We always randomize it. Yeah. So, uh, we'll come up with a hashtag, uh, a comment to make on the post that essentially will mean in without saying in. And we'll randomize that and uh, we'll find a sample. We're going to try and do that for future shows again. Love hearing other people's perspective and, you know, what we picked up, what we didn't, and, and just being open to uh, other interpretations. What about hashtag Long Hill Pig? I was going to wait for something so spontaneous like you picking your nose again or something. Okay. <laughs> Moving on here, 
I, I briefly touched on it, but what's the deal with opening Pappy 15 without me? You know, it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. The woman and some of my buddies' uh, wives were all going to I, I don't want to hear it. Whatever story it is. It's they just were just all going to go to do something. I thought I haven't splurged or thrown anything out nice here in a while. I was digging around. Nothing excited me. I said, ah, we'll pull this box out. It'll get a rile out of folks. Why not? Got a row out of me. Hey, honestly, we were all surprised at the profile. I knew it was you, Fredo. You <laughs> broke my heart. I thought it was Frodo. No. Fredo from The Godfather? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> you, have you seen The Godfather? Honestly, I don't think I've seen maybe one of those, and that was parts of it. Fredo was Michael's brother, but I... So before we go into these three and do a blind and we fast forward and you guys know the drill by now, there's a couple things that we have to touch on. So I finally got to open Beast from the East last night. Yeah. So after you, you know, you badmouth me about that, you know, Pappy 15 thing, then you get to, you know, finally try a, a pick that I was proud to be a part of and, and love this thing from the first taste I had straight out of the barrel. So Elixir Spirits down in Spring Hill, Tennessee, you went up to Knob Creek or Jim Beam and you picked AKC Rye, which is Beast from the East. It is amazing. The smoothest rye <laughs> I think I've ever had in my whole entire life. It is like straight vanilla. There's no burn. It hardly tastes like a rye to me. I didn't get that tingle... I didn't get all the things that you would expect to be there. It actually almost tasted a little bit more like a bourbon to me than it did a rye. But it is so good. I think I could sip on that every night. Uh, I've been impressed with it. We had, you know, not a ton of concern. But anytime there's going to be proofing down involved, you really never know what the end product will be. Having tasted this and and, uh, at least a handful or more of the other rye picks there's really a ton of range here on these things i've had some that i really don't think people would believe was a rye they were just so almost bourbon heavy ish definitely have just a strong uh, you know that, that peanut nutty brittle type profile that uh, is just synonymous with jim beam and uh, the yeast and whatnot like it, it's there in some some are just a, a fresh field of grass with that huge heavy mint this one I, i'd say is middle of the road it has a little bit of both but it, it doesn't persuade to one profile or the other so with that i think that's you know why it can appeal across the board I mean, some people love one some love another some just like to enjoy whatever they can get their hands on but this is is really going to just be middle of the road and across the board appealing i think and I'm pretty sure Tarak still has some down there at Elixir Spirits. So go ahead, go down there to him, check him out. Take 65 South, go down to Spring Hill, get on the Saturn Parkway, get off, go to Elixir Spirits. You might be persuaded to get some other picks while you're there as well. Do they still make Saturns? I don't think so. They make Scions. Hmm. Now, we've talked for a very long time while we've been drinking this OWA and sipping on it, it is just tipping 
Tippage really does some crazy picks up there. This one's non-chill filtered. It is a Weller Antique 107. We know if you shout out back to our old show where we had Old Rip against two versions of OWA. One was a chill filtered store pick. One was a non-chill filtered store pick. And surprise, surprise, spoiler alert. The non-chill filtered OWA one. I can't tell you enough how much I like that release. If it is a store pick, non-chill filtered Weller antique, it is a-okay in my book. Oh man, that pick was so good. I'm gonna have to drink that the next time you're not around. I know. <laughs> but let's let's go ahead and fast forward the tape. We'll come back. We'll talk about Long Branch. We'll talk about the Peg Leg Porker Twelve. We'll talk about Bourbon Hill, and then. In the break, we're going to blind taste them and uh, come back and, and give our notes and reviews and rankings. So, Zeke, go ahead and fast forward that tape. All right, and we are back. In the break, we had Long Branch, we had Peg Leg Porker, we had Bourbon Hill. Let's talk about this for a second. The Wild Turkey Long Branch, it is the first incarnation of... The man, Matthew McConaughey, the brand ambassador, the strategic guy for Wild Turkey. It is the fruit of two hard years with Jimmy and Eddie and Matthew working on this bourbon. It is refined with Texas mesquite and oak charcoal. There is two separate charcoal filter processes in this. The first is American white oak. The second is the Texas mesquite. This was tested for two years. It is 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. It is eight years old, 86 proof, 43% ABV. The MSRP for this one comes in at about $40. The Peg Like Porker 12 year is 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley. 12 years old, 93.9 proof, 46.95% ABV. The MSRP for this is about 86 bucks. It was filtered through Hickory to give the signature flavor and color, but there were only 136 cases of this and 816 bottles that Pitmaster Kerry Bringle released. So not a very big release. If you were lucky enough to get a peg leg porker, my hat's off to you, but they were pretty hard to come by then. They're pretty hard to come by now as well. Probably even harder to come by. Bourbon Hill, last but not least, it's from Nelson Distilleries in Bardstown. It's pre-fire Heaven Hill, 15 years old, 101 proof, 50.5% ABV. It's charcoal filtered, mild and mellow, and it is in our glass right now. So I poured Zeke some glasses. He poured me some glasses. We blinded each other. As you guys know, we always do. Now we're going to get into talking about the tasting notes of this. I don't even know how much the Bourbon Hill costs because it's a dusty. It looks like something that probably costs in the tens. I'm, I'm sure the original uh, shelf price was was muy poco compared to. I don't even know. I don't know where I got that. <laughs> muy poco. Yeah. I don't know. You I know what muy poco muy. means? I say muy. Muy. No. The correct Spanish is muy, muy poco, but it would be muy poquito because it's very little. Yeah, it's muy poco, very little. No. I'm telling you, it works. It might work, 
Just like you say, outside of right? Hey, I'm just telling you, which which one of us spent like two weeks in Columbia, ten days in Panama? And I survived. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me your tasting notes on these. Uh, actually, go ahead and give me your guesses on these, one, two, and three. And give me your ranking on these. I'll tell you where you came in, and then I will give you my guesses and ranking as well. Guesses was easier than rankings. Um, they all had their pluses and minuses, and to some degree, it'd be more just a mood type thing and, and come out in a wash, I think, honestly. But guess wise, I thought that the furthest left was the long branch. I thought the one in the middle was the bourbon hill, and the one on the right was peg leg. Swap peg leg and long branch. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'm now worried about mine. I know this is really hard. Gun to your head, which one of these did you like the best? I guess the the one on the far left, which was the peg leg. And that was merely on nose, though. Like, it was... It nosed really good. Well, and it was funny, because I thought... And let's get into my guesses. So I thought on nose alone, and it's not very often that I guess on nose alone. My number one, I said was Bourbon Hill. Number two, I said was Peg Lake Porker. And number three, I said was Long Branch. Winner, winner. I like the Peg Leg the best because of the nose. That nose on the Peg Leg, and we'll talk about that. I could have nosed that all day. I put Bourbon Hill number two, and I put Long Branch number three. And I have very distinct reasons for why I ranked them the way I did, but I am interested more in talking to you because you had a really hard time assigning rankings to these. And so give me your notes. Let's talk about these three. Depending on where you were, the mood, one could easily appeal more than the other, but uh, by no means did, did none of these just jump out at me as, man, I'm about to wipe this out and pour another one before we get out of here tonight to make sure I get another taste. Not to knock it overly, but, you know, some nights you have those like, hey, I need to pour that one. Or we simply hear us clanking glasses and we pour another one in the middle of the show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so going across these, the first one, which was the Peg Leg 12, the nose, I thought it was much, much more floral than smoky. It had a fair warmth. It took me to get to this one and it it's hit more and more the more I thought about it, but it just smelled to me like warm syrup on just fresh, hot French toast, if that makes a sense. And somewhere even inside of that was just the significant, like the, the distinct smell that you get from the egg wash on French toast. Not heavy nutmeg, but I don't know, man. I, I still smell it. Um, I love notes, how our palates are different, but continue. A nose is not a palate. A nose and palate. I mean, everything. <laughs> the totality of the situation. The preponderance of the yeah. evidence. Um, we have different evidence. Also got some hints of sherry every now and then. And and then kind of back to the egg thing. Um, at some point, it almost smelled like eggnog to me. I don't know. I, I've made it for years. and Not heavy sin, not heavy nutmeg. But just like that thick, creamy eggnog. Uh, probably almost like something that, uh, was it Evan Williams or somebody sells every year in the seasons? But... That's literally what I just kept getting more and more of on a nose. For the peg leg, for me, I wrote my notes, 
and, and you're going to love my notes today. I wrote, I love this nose. I could smell it all day. It's vanilla ice cream, you know, that Briar's ice cream, the natural vanilla, not the homemade vanilla. was very specific there. I got faint hints of charcoal on the nose, but a lot of it was that vanilla. The tasting notes for me, I wrote, so smooth, spice and burn hit the back of your mouth and throat, right where you would want it to be. It was oak and vanilla at the same time. While that spice was really hitting, it was that mildly warm vanilla that slid down your throat. I kind of got a faint hint of the Dickel profile, but it wasn't anything that I would expect. Knowing that this is sourced juice from the state of Tennessee, even though they don't disclose where they're getting it from, and we know it Well, is- they have an NDA. They can't officially tell. Even though they can't officially tell us it's Dickel, I, I got that Dickel profile just a little bit. It's the stuff that I don't mind. Zeke is not a huge Dickel fan, but I did like this one because of that. The finish, I said, the vanilla lingers nicely with a nice warm hug. L- laughably on that, uh, you know, palette-wise, I thought it had a decent viscosity. Uh, at first, I really didn't get a whole lot from it flavor-wise. Uh, some mild hints of what I thought reminded me of um, black cherry soda. There were tads of oak, uh, light to medium rye spice. Honestly, just a tad of corn somewhere in there is what I wrote down. I think I caught it at various flashes. And then laughably, at some point, as I looked over at uh, John's Diet Coke, it's listed as being feisty cherry, which I personally have never seen or tasted. But it's I laughed. Weird. And thought, oh, well, this is kind of what flavors I'm getting here are a, a feisty cherryish profile. <laughs> Literally a random coincidence. But to the point about the, um, the, the Dickel sourcing, I do remember, I think probably the only time I've had this, maybe once or twice with John. He shares this about much as I do of Happy 15, but we had it side by side with the, the standard Peg Leg 8 release some time ago, many moons, but it was just so distinct different. It's like you're eating. I mean, the, the mesquite barbecue in this one or the barbecue charcoal that you put this through, it's almost like a meal. Like this bourbon fills me up like I just ate something. It just tastes different than other bourbons to me. I really like that about it, that it's just got a different profile than anything else I've ever had. Definitely agree there, especially nose-wise. And I guess if I think about it, I could probably trick myself to mentally thinking, oh, that's the corn. It's just when the filtration has moved the corn flavor of what I would associate Dickel with to this. um, It's a funny sweet that I swear is just like when you cut into a piece of French toast, it's hot, it's got syrup on it, and you just kind of smell and feel that egg wash on the bread. That's really where I keep going to. Well, you get that, I get vanilla ice cream. Eh. I can see both. For number two for me in my ranking was the Bourbon Hill. It was the first one I tasted. I believe it was the second one you tasted. Supposedly. It is supposedly. (laughs) It is true. But I'm just going to run through all of my notes on this one. The nose, I got a dusty, musty smell like an old book. But if you cut through and you let it sit there for a little bit, it was another vanilla ice cream. The, there was a little prevalent theme going on with these. I got a little bit of ice cream from my top two. 
And maybe that's just because I like ice cream. And I was thinking about ice cream. You never know what's going to influence your palate. Hey, hint, hint, Miss Edwards, if you listen to this episode. But I said the, the taste, it was spicy, slight vanilla and caramel, but the spice was overpowering. This was the spiciest of them all. And I was trying to figure out if I that's attributed to Mashville or proof. But it's the one that I got the the most spice and tingle in my mouth. It was a medium to long finish. It gives you a slight hug, but it really kept your mouth dry after having it, opposed to the other ones. So my mouth was just pretty dry after having this one. I liked it, but you know, my mouth was dry. I could have used a water chaser. Yeah, I think in the perspective to where we normally have our, our ranges on pallets, this should be pretty similar, but you know, I do have to clarify um, you know, our close friend TJ, because I'm pretty sure this is where I heard the line. Was it a, a dusty old book or a dusty old magazine? Definitely book. Okay. It was like the the archive section of the library. and I used to volunteer at the historical society in my town growing up. And I very much know the different smell between a dusty old book and a dusty <laughs> old magazine. I'm not telling you what magazines I'm talking about, but... Uh, the, it used to be a hairy situation, I'm sure. Yeah, but there is a definite, distinct smell between a book and a magazine, and it was absolutely a book for me. <laughs> like the second I put it up to my nose, I go, oh, this is Bourbon Hill. Uh, I honestly love these random segues, which are not staged, where I just toss some randomness out there. And you're like, well, actually, yeah, let me tell you about this. <laughs> I was just trying to be silly. And then here goes John, a, a perfectly fitting tangent that I had no clue about. It's the <laughs> magic of, of kind of talking to each other way too much. <laughs> Nose-wise for the Bourbon Hill, uh, my first thought as well was dusty. I just wrote it in caps. Um, it is what it is. Working through it some more. Seemed to have some cinnamon on the back end, uh, but also it was, it was just soft. Nothing was very pronounced with it. And the other thing I really wrote down was it reminded me of Christmas apples. And I had two trains of thought there. Um, one train was, you know, sliced and glazed and all the, the goodness there. And at the same time, I also thought of um, almost baked apples and then just a super deep, deep uh, red apples that for whatever reason seem to come out around the holidays and just that, that flavor they have that goes into them. Uh, you know, it's, it's more, more red delicious. Not necessarily they're red delicious. I don't know if people do something to them, but it, it seemed to be more cinnamon dabs of caramel, but not tart in any way. I, I don't know, not to elaborate on it for so long, but Christmas apples is is what I got. I don't know. That, that's where I went with. What else? First taste, the age showed the oak wasn't bitter, but it wasn't sweet oak like some of the other pre-fire stuff. Unfortunate uh, enough to have. It was just somewhere in between. It, it really seemed to remind me of uh, semi-sweet chocolates like you use in baking or cooking. It wasn't hard. It wasn't firm enough of a, of a flavor to be what I'd call dark chocolate, but it was really that kind of balance that are not even balanced. But you know, if you're a kid and you want to eat a Hershey's Kiss one day, and you see your mom baking something, you grab those little semi-sweet morsels, thinking it's going to be that, and you're like, "Oh, not what I was getting myself into here." 
But uh, beyond that, I wrote down old grass, which I think probably equates to the rye and the, the, the kick you got in the hug. It, it just wasn't a fresh mint by any means or, or that kind of thing, which this is pre-fire dusty in age 15 years. It does make sense. Finish-wise, I, I definitely got a light bitter that hung around well. It wasn't as parching as some other things we've had over time. But as John said, you, you were a little dry after it. I don't know. It, it, it fits perfectly. I've had this thing open for a little bit of time now and shared it with uh, at least a couple of handfuls of folks. We always laugh when we just look at the label and say, yep, mild and mellow. They, they just hit the nail on the damn head. <laughs> Might as well just keep going. Give me your stuff on Long Branch. All right. Long Branch. Um, nose. I put it was faint, but I picked up uh, um, some sweetness, some cinnamon, some corn. None of it was was heavily pronounced by any means. Uh, Palette-wise, I thought it was was thin and muted. Um, I got some oak, but not overly bitter by any means. Um, and, and there was a decent hug on the back. That's really what I got out of this. I'll, I'll take a, my, a final tug here as John gives his, uh, his notes on it. I hope you have this right to your mouth while giving these notes because you're gonna, these might be your favorite tasting notes that I've ever given you. So the nose I got, I just wrote turkey, period. A subdued Russell's reserve. I could describe more, but it would just be gobble gobble. The taste for me was thin, light spice. It's everything I like from turkey, just muted, like I'm talking to someone through a glass window. The finish, I said slight spice, short to medium. I also then wrote, I'd say it has a finish. Whether or not it's good is another story. It is everything I like about Russell's Reserve, just muted. Everything about this whole thing. It's like, I understand what they're trying to get at with the brand on here. And here's where we're going to talk about this a little bit, but... I understand what they are trying to do with Long Branch, and it is introducing people to bourbon and giving that kind of safety of an 86 proof release that you can get behind. I think it's perfect for somebody who's just kind of getting into bourbon and afraid to go for something higher. It would be very easy to switch them into Russell's Reserve after they started getting used to that Long Branch. It's very hard for an experienced enthusiast of bourbon to drink something higher proof and then go back and have that 86 proof Long Branch. Someone like you and I would just want to have that Russell Reserve store pick. Anyway, I'll say this. Long Branch is going to replace Basil Hayden's in my cabinet. I do like it much more than Basil Hayden's. I don't like it. I mean, this Pegling Porker 12 killed it, in my opinion. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I love everything about the profile. I love everything about the taste. I love everything about the nose. I, I love everything about the finish. It is just like, you know, picture putting a cloth over your mouth and trying to talk. I'm really surprised you, you got that much turkey out of it, though. How much? I mean, how, how often do you drink turkey on ice? I didn't give you a hard time. I just have never had it diluted, I don't think. I've never had it on ice, but I, I do probably have a turkey once a week. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty regular with them as well. And even, you know, some old 8101s, 
I guess it is still a decently stark difference in proofs, but I just don't get much much turkey out of this. Hmm. I don't know. All right, let's put this in perspective. Would you buy this one? Would you get it at a bar? Pass it? What do you want to do? Um, Perspective-wise, for me at least, I need things around the house that I'm not going to be drawn to. But at the same time, I can pour confidently when I have friends over. This fits that 110%. I think it's one of those things that the price is right at 40 bucks for what you're getting. It is going to be cheaper or on point with Basil Hayden, which or with Basil Hayden's, which is the point of kind of the release. The release isn't for someone like you and me. The release is more for someone who's just getting into it. Do I think it's really good to have a bottle around to speak to those people? Heck yes. Would I have one to personally drink? No. But I think my problem is it has all the qualities I want it to have. It's just muted. It's We printed out a piece of paper and then just covered it in water. And you can't actually read it because everything's smudged. I can see that. Like I say, I, I'm not getting the same turkey notes you are. But again, it, I think we all need those bottles that aren't overly expensive, but, you know, offer flavor, especially the people that are going to perceive much lighter notes in a, you know, a more exemplified form than, than we would probably pick up. And in that light, uh, I mean, it, it's perfect. And like I said, this is going to replace some of that other stuff in my cabinet. I, I'll go get one. I would get Peg Lake Porker 12 and I would get Bourbon Hill, but you can't find them anywhere. So, you know, good luck. I hope it pops up on a certain market for you. <laughs> well, no, and um, laughably when John and I talked about, you know, putting this thing together, we, we talked about charcoal filtering, how it's been around in that, you know, forever seemingly. How much does it affect things? What things have changed, etc.? I had this sitting at the house. I thought, John, we'll bring it. Like, it's good perspective. Like, this is this is charcoal filtered from, you know, a different era, a different time. People appreciate different things. But, but you know, how different is it really, uh, you know, perspective-wise? And even then, it, is it that much better? It's a great point. One that I think we will debate for weeks to come. <laughs> I, I will say it's, uh, it's uh, funny to read the label on the side of this thing. That each and every drop of Bourbon Hill is painstakingly charcoal filtered to give a greater smoothness, a feature so very necessary for sustained, refreshing drinking pleasure. I mean, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like somebody died making Bourbon Hill. <laughs> I don't know that. That's not confirmed. Allegedly. I mean, I didn't know that charcoal filtering was that essential either. Maybe it is. It's a it's a topic for a different show. But on that note, I think uh, go ahead and check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Podknife, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. If you don't like us, please reach out to us directly. We reach out to people every day. We love talking to people. Tell us what you like about us. Tell us what you don't like about us. We'll try to fix it. You can also find us on the interwebs. Find us on facebook.com backslash dads drinking bourbon. Find us on twitter.com at bourbon dads. <laughs> find us on Instagram at dads drinking bourbon. 
Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Well, we, we do have a new and updated website. I worked hard on this, people. <laughs> Sorry. Zeke, come clean. I mean, I worked hard on finding the URL. No, you didn't. I found the URL. No, I meant like finding it in my computer order to look it up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Kidding, folks. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, <laughs> um, we do what we can, but we are working to upgrade that side of our uh, you know, integration with things and folks and you all, most importantly. We figure, I mean, let me just show, we figure we have a website we should do something with us. Reach out to us, send us a direct message on Facebook or Instagram. Tell us what you think we should do with the website. Because we have it, we're paying for it. We should put it to some use. I was thinking of putting some show notes on it, making sure that you could listen to the podcast from there. But let us know what you think you want us to do with that website. Because if not, we're just paying for a placeholder where you see our picture. Yeah, no, it, it, it does look better. And uh, we are uh, exploring ways to expand it. Reach out to us. Give us your thoughts. Also, I think we proved already with a few different episodes. Go ahead and talk to our friend Blake from Michigan. Talk to Will from Chicago. Talk to anybody else who comes into Nashville, we're going to invite you over. We're going to share some pours with you. We might have microphones there. We may not, but come see us. We'd love to see you. And uh, that's about it. Zeke, tell the folks have a good night. Well, before we get to that far, hashtag Christmas apples. Hashtag Christmas apples. You heard about it earlier. It'll happen soon. Cheers. Night. Ciao.